welcome to the American Israelite Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Netanel Ted Deutsch. And I am Julie Babs Bernsonbrook. And Ted, you're a year older since we last <laughs> taped. Yes, I am. I've had my birthday. Now I'm, I won't tell you how old I am because it's like starting to get up there. Yeah, so but how I'm was- still playing golf. I'm still working out. I still swim. I still walk to shul like you know, every day, yeah. uh, every week, and uh, still play disc golf. I, you know, I ride my bike. I'm very active. I'm an active, you know. And how was your birthday? What did you do, and what did you get for your birthday? Didn't do much. I mean, I, I you know, as you, you know, when you're younger, it's, like, so important to, like, do all these things on your birthday. But, as you, you know, it's like, eh, it's another day. Eh. I did some fun stuff, though. I went out. Uh, well, we started cleaning. Yes, for Passover. Uh, we start cleaning, so I, I, I that's like a good couple of hours just to get everything that's in the kitchen into boxes out of the kitchen into the little storage area in the living room, the mm-hmm. dining room, and then you're down to like just the you know counters and what you use for you know that, and then I start um, cleaning all the counters and uh, putting down aluminum foil. And then Stephanie does the uh, the uh, refrigerator. She's much better at the refrigerator than I am. <laughs> she just is. I mean, she's yeah. very good at doing that, clean, you know, pulling all that stuff out of there and throwing everything out, getting everything out. Um, and then vacuum, you know, you got to vacuum it all up, clean it, then you got to clean the floor. It's great and, for spring cleaning. I've started to yeah. do it. I started going Maybe through started, my, yeah. yeah, I started emptying his shelves out and cleaning them out and putting new shelf liners on. I got these new shelf liners that are like, they rip. All you have to do is oh, rip. Oh, right. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen those. Rip and fit or something. And right, right, right. I've been doing all the shelves with that and getting rid of uh, things I don't use. A lot of pyrex. Right. I have a lot of doubles of triples right. of everything. I've been getting rid of it. And yeah. I'm um, getting all that out, and it really, it's such a good feeling to do spring cleaning, and the next to open up the porch and get ready for summer. Well, I haven't put, I've got, yeah, I haven't put out my porch stuff yet because I'll do that after I get back from my fishing trip in April, after yeah. Passover, and then I come going, I'm going fishing, then I'll come back and I'll start, you know, porch, and uh, getting the kayaks out of the basement, start getting for ready for kayak season, and going kayaking. With the fellows. Yeah. And, so, you uh, know, it's it's only March 10th, but it's been really particularly warm right now. And it's, uh, uh, today is going to be Wednesday, which is the 9th or the 10th. The 10th. Okay, so it's going to be almost 70 degrees today here. Yeah, so today is and March 10th. it's warm 10th. and sunny. Yep. And, uh, and everybody, so we should talk about, you know, everybody is starting to get their vaccines. I mean, there are people a lot are of people. feeling good. Yeah, it's starting, to, it's starting to turn the corner. And next week, uh, our episode is, you know, preparing for Passover, but also getting ready for spring, for a new life, for a rebirth, which is right. kind of like everyone getting their vaccine. And I can tell you, everyone I've spoken to feels such a sense of relief. That's exactly, I was going to say relief, but also it's kind of like you feel like this weight has been lifted off your shoulder once. Remember I told, you, I told you the story when I, you know, went and got my vaccine that you set me up for. And and I get there, and it's like you're not on the list, right? And I just went from like a hundred down to zero within like a couple of minutes, and then you're like, "Go back, go back, go back, go back." Yeah. And then I, after I got the vaccine, I felt like so like elated and so relieved, and I feel so like telling everyone on the street, "I've been vaccinated." Hey, I got my vaccine. I what about my, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I voted. Yeah, what's yeah, what's what you talking? I mean, you know, I was at the uh, the car place today getting my car fixed. 
And I start, yeah, did you get your vaccine yet? And, you know, that's the, everybody's talking, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everybody, right. all my friends calling me up. Hey, did you get your vaccine? Did you get your, you know, and, and you know. And, fa- and, you know, so this week it's the, we're right now on the 26th of Adar, but next week, at the end of next week, we are in Passover. And I know I've spoken with a lot of people well, because the of the vaccine. Vax- well, it's not two weeks. we got two weeks. Right. Two weeks till Passover. So, two weeks. Two yeah. weekends, yeah. So in yeah. the meantime, I've talked to a lot of people and they are, you know, because people are vaccinated, people our age are going to get to see their grandchildren, and yes. their children are not yes. coming for dinner. So there's yeah. it's still virtual it's, for yeah. a large crowd, yeah. but there'll be larger groupings than we had last year. It'll be so nice. I know I'm having all of our family at my right. house this Passover, and right. very much looking forward to it. And then, of course, after that, which is what our Israelite is about the, on the front page, after we finish with Passover comes the next observations of right. holidays. And right. although they are not... You know, Torah holidays we have coming up. We have Yom Hazikaron and right. Yom, Yom Hashoah right, and right. Yom Hazmaut. So right, those are right, coming up, right, and right. there's going to be a lot of celebrations in Cincinnati, right. virtual, well, other than the fireworks. Is, this is the last year for um, for virtual because I think, and, and I'm just speculating. This is just my opinion. It's not the opinion of the show, but um, today is March 10th. And in Ohio, there's just a, they're flooding. The, the vaccines are just flooding. Right, Johnson the, Johnson is out too. I know people they're here. They're flooding. And so Johnson you've got Johnson. you've got a mass inoculation site down at the Cintas Center. You've got um, mass inoculation at uh, um, I think they're talking about uh, Paul Brown Stadium. We're talking about like forty thousand, and this is all across the, the state. Right. Um, you're talking, you know, all the CVSs, all the Rite Aids, all the Krogers, all the little clinics, all the Walgreens. Every there, there's tons of vaccines. People, everybody's uh, uh, getting vaccines and vaccinated right now. Within a month, month and a half, which would be you know middle of April, end of April, May one, a lot of the people that we all know are going to be vaccinated, and so... It's like we all have emerged from hibernation. Well, things are coming, things are going to go back to normal. I mean, uh-huh. no more mask, you know, right. well, I don't They're know when no, the mask... We're still recommending that you wear right, ma- when you mask go, in public, because right, you don't right. know who isn't vac- vaccinated, right, but, right. you know, I told you my biggest issue is going to be going back to regular button pants and not being able to wear my stretchy <laughs> pants all the time. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to start, so, and also, in, in a personal note, I mean, my slow shame for my mom is ending on Sunday and I've I'm looking forward to shaving off this beard yeah. which has been itching and scratching and itchy scratchy and I just it it's kind of like the end you know it's like in Judaism there's all these things that you do that help you cycle and it's true it does help you psychologically for the first week you're kind of in shock over death and you're you know your parent has died it's it's very shocking and it's just kind of, it sinks in. It takes like almost a week. To, it's like, oh my goodness, you know. And and then the 30 days, you kind of go through a, diff- a whole different, I've been going through a whole different thought process, a whole different feeling process. And it's kind of like I'm now getting to the point, I'm almost looking forward to the end of Shloshim. I mean, I, I go every day and say Kaddish, and it's, it's kind of, set up that way that you look forward you know right for thousands of generations this yeah. has been going on yeah, and, they, it, and they know it works and, and it does and and, and and i'm looking it's not the the end of my mom the memory of my mom is you know that that'll always be with me that she's you know but it's you kind of like you you're it's it's a good forward. mental moving yes. forward mentally looking forward to that when you're 
done, you know, and then you still say cottage for 11 months, but it's kind of like a, a change. It's, it's a change in your it's a process. And you know, yeah, in, interestingly, yeah. returning back to the right, front right, page right, of right, the uh, Israelite, right. the, when we celebrate this, these new spring holidays that have been created, we start first with the memorial. Right, right. And then we move into Yom, we have Yom Hashor, which is the memorial. And right. then we have the Yom Hazma'ut, and then we have Yom Hazikaron. So it follows the same like sort a of celebration a, at the end. Right. So we follow the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. process. We're at the very l- last mm-hmm. one we're having on Yom Hazma'ut, which mm-hmm. is April 17th. They're having fireworks. But in the meantime. That's right, my, Rachel's birthday. Okay. So mm-hmm. in the meantime, it starts on April 12th. There's three events at 530, one of which is Lainey Paul and her husband, Yair Rickler, will be okay. uh, doing some some cooking, some of their favorite food. And then afterward, okay. that is Adit Moss, who we actually will have an interview with today that's going to be, because she was on the front of our paper for her work in the Jewish right, community right. here and her volunteerism. So and so you're going to bring her on the show in a little bit. Um, so she's she's a big volunteer in the community. And she's also a teacher at Rockdale for, yeah. Rockford, Rockford for Rockford. many, many years, and back when it was called uh, Yavna. So yep. it's, it's yep. a... A nice way to that she's she's such a big Israeli dancer, and then her son is actually a professional singer, huh? and we will play a little bit of his music as well. He's okay. got a new piece out that's amazing and very good, and so we're going to put that in there as well. Right. So it all wraps up on April seventeenth for Yom Hazma'ut with fireworks, which is amazing. So the first you want to like. You know, you you recognize and and memorialize those who, those who pa- passed pa- in the pa- Holocaust, right. and then the and soldiers. And then you move on yeah, to the soldiers, yeah. and then and then it's a cel- actually then at the end it's, it's a freedom. celebration of life and right. that we survived and we're still surviving and thriving now. Right. You so know, we should celebrate that 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 uh, that that thriving. Right. Hi, and you know we're going to have this great interview with Adit in about a minute. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have Adit Moss. Um, I will be interviewing her without Ted. Okay. Uh, we look forward to hearing what she has to say. So I want to welcome Adit Moss, and she is on the cover of The Israelite this week, and it's a really big honor because I've known Adit for a lot of years when my kids were at what is now Rockburn, it was Yavna, and I know her as a big Israeli dancer, and always, I mean, the article is 100% on, on what Adit is like with the big smile and always, always happy. And I, you know, we, I read this whole article. It's, it's really, really thorough on your history, but it doesn't go into some of the stuff about your life in Israel. So I was kind of wondering where, where exactly in Israel is your family? And tell us a little bit about your family, your, your family you grew up with. Okay, well, thanks for having me. It's a great honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was born in Israel. I was born in Rehovot. It's a small city not too far from Tel Aviv, Um, had a wonderful childhood. Both my parents passed away now, but I still go back to Israel every summer to visit my extended family and my friends. Uh, I have one brother who is a year and a half younger than me. Um, I had a regular happy childhood, was very involved with um, my friends, with dancing, performing. I was in the Israeli um, dance group for my city, um, which we performed in uh, in our city in, in Israel. And we even went to Paris to perform. Wow. Time. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. 
I think just a regular happy childhood, which is so different than um, the kids now in Israel. You know, I remember like playing outside so much and parents calling me to come back for dinner. Now I think the kids like to play inside more than outside, but you know, yeah. back then it was a different time. You know, it, it talks about your volunteerism and your commitment to the community and everything. And it talks about even as a young girl that there was a children's home next to your house where you took in a little girl. Um, it's a little bit unclear. So I want to clarify a little bit about the article. It says that the little girl came. Did she actually live in your home with you for three years? Or did no. you just bring her back and forth? So what happened uh, was there was a children's home right across from my house. My, you know, people in Israel, most of them live in buildings. So we lived in the fourth floor of a building. And from my window, I can see, I can see the place. And I would just see the kids playing outside in the playground there. And kind of like my heart went out to them. I wanted to, to go there and, and see what it's like there. So I knocked on the door and said, can I volunteer? Can I come? Can I play with the kids? And they said, sure, come. And then there was a little girl that came. She was three months old and she was in a pretty bad shape when she came. Um, to the, the children's home and I fell in love with her right away. So for the three years that she was there, I kept visiting her, playing with her, taking her to my house to meet my family. And at the children's home, they knew me. So they, they knew my parents, they had my phone number. So they, they trusted my family, they trusted me that I'm not just going to take her and disappear now we're talking about way back now it probably would not happen you know yeah, so right. your parents would have to be inspected and the house would have to be inspected and yeah absolutely i mean i'm thinking about it back then they let a 14 years old take a baby out of this place <laughs> and bring her to her home i'm thinking it's insane but we're talking about a time where you know everything was a little bit more naive we could you could do things like this back then and um so I, after school, I would just come home, finish my homework. And then my afternoons, I would spend there. I would just go and, and bring her to my house. And uh, she would be with me and with my parents. She called them Abba and Ima. But oh, she, she, really, she really did not know her parents at that age. Yeah. Um, and we would take her on trips with us. My grandparents, my extended family, everybody knew her. She was really, really like part of my family. Um, I think the hardest thing of moving to America was I missed her so much. It was, I mean, I missed- She was like everybody. your sister. She was like your little sister was. and your little baby, yeah. She was. I mean, I remember calling her one time when I was an au pair and talking to her on the phone and just hearing her voice, I was like bursting into tears. And, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're still in touch. She's, she's 40 now, she has three kids and wow. we're, still, we're still talking. But um, back to your questions, we never adopted her. Her biological mom took her back uh, when she was three. And again, I was happy for her, but for myself, I was really heartbroken because I was used to see her every day. And so did, you know, so did my brother and my parents and my uncle and aunts, everybody. And um, so we kept visiting her. I actually remember the first time I visited her, the, um, the head or um, 
of the, the place of the children's home, she's, she said to me, Did I'm going to do a home visit with a social worker. Now we're talking about when I was probably just 15. Mm-hmm. That we're going to visit to see how she's settling in. Would you like to come with us? Oh. And I was like, yes, yes, of course. Oh, wow. with you. I asked my parents and they said, sure, you know, go. So um, I went there and loved to see her. And since then, every two weeks or something, because it was it was not in my city. She was, uh, it probably was like an hour drive for where we were. But every two weeks um, on the weekend, I will say to my parents, okay, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, so, that, that was the beginning of your love of being with children and your volunteering. Yeah. It really, and, and then you, you grew up and you, what position was your position in the army? What did you do other in the army? In the army, I was uh, actually just um, placed in my home city and I was in the, um, um, saw the Bitachon, the defense force, and I just worked with computers. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why I was just in my home city is because I was dancing at the time and I was in the dance group and I kind of asked to be close to home. Yeah. And then the family that you came here for, do they still live in Cincinnati? Are you allowed to say their name? Because it's not in the article. I'm sure they would not mind. <laughs> they don't not they they're not here. They only lived here for a few years and then they moved back to Chicago. They're from Chicago originally. Maybe you know them. Um, mom's name is Linda Forrest and dad's was um, Stuart Keegan. No, it doesn't sound and familiar. They're both yeah. doctors. Okay. And they moved here to Cincinnati to just do like a, a research for a few years and then then went back to Chicago. They left me here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you got, but you got married. You have those two brilliant children. And what is what in in Rockford now? What what is your current position right now? I did many things at Rockford. You know, I, I taught all grades. This year, I'm teaching first grade. I have two classes, two first grade classes. I'm also teaching um, our remote learners. Okay. This, uh, a few of the kids from each class uh, chose to study from home this year because of the pandemic. So I'm teaching um, children from kindergarten and first grade and third and sixth grade that are remote learning. That's wonderful. Hebrew, Hebrew. Yeah, Hebrew, yeah. So, you know, I'll never forget your willingness to teach at Sycamore when we had the Sycamore Hebrew class. And it put your position at Rockwell and Yavna, you know, in jeopardy. But you were willing to help us parents because the situation was the kids that were going to certain universities needed three and four years of a language. And if we didn't get a Hebrew teacher, they would have been truncated at two years and they wouldn't have been able to go to some of these fancier Eastern schools required through. And I, I'll never forget your willingness and commitment to Hebrew and these students. And, you know, it, it really touched my heart and it must've been terribly, terribly stressful on you, but you did it. And, you know, I know that you came in and helped us here and there. And it was, it was really wonderful. The other thing I liked about this article, it talks about, you speak about the ask when you ask people and, you know, that's one of the most important things is the ask. It's the inclusiveness of the ask. And it seems that, you know, you talked a in the end of the article from Jewish Federation about this. And it's a lovely 
way to encourage people to volunteer. And when you, you said, you know, if you just ask people, they'll help. And, you know, there's just always something about Mrs. Moss at the school and the <laughs> smile. And, you know, she would, I guarantee oh. you, she you ask, we would probably all say yes. And so um, it's true. It's, it's true. I will you, say yes when people ask me to yeah, do that. And, and if you ask us, we'll, <laughs> add, we'll say yes to you because of the way you ask. It's a sweet, right. kind ask. So tell me about your kids. Tell me about Karen and David, Daniel. Okay. But but just to, to say something about it, even even with this interview, when they first called me, I said, why me? You know, like, <laughs> uh, uh, are you sure you got the right person? And, uh, and you know, they asked. So I said, OK. <laughs> yeah, it's a great article. And I we are thrilled to have it on the front cover of the Israelite. I can tell you that. That's a um, great honor. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful picture of the three of you. So tell me about Karen and Daniel. I have a Daniel. You tell me about your Karen and Daniel. Right. So Karen is 26 uh, years old. She's, they're both here in town. She is at school. She's doing that online learning uh, for marketing and communication. And she does also like modeling and um, uh, commercials uh, on the side. Mm-hmm. She currently works at Starbucks and uh, brings us a lot of coffee home. <laughs> and she's she's happy. She, I'm, I'm happy that she's here. I get to yeah. see. Her. And Daniel? Daniel uh, is my musician. He's uh, very much invested uh, into his music. He writes beautiful songs and he sings. And right now he actually signed with, um, I don't know if he signed, already but he got an offer from a record company wow so, wow yeah, i mean they're not big big but you know it's a start it's he wonderful wants- wow that's pretty cool well yeah you'll have to uh, let everyone know now have you had the vaccine i did i did i did it last uh, friday I got my first one. Uh, thank you to Rockburn Academy and for being a teacher. We got it. Nice. All, all this stuff got got it. And our second one will be in March 5th. And how are you staying grounded during COVID? Like, what are you doing to keep yourself grounded and reassured? And It's not easy. Like I said before, like at school, we are very much protected. We're with a uh, mask all day, even the kids. Even our little ones are preschool, hand washing all the times, keeping social distancing. Um, at home, I really don't go out so much now. Um, yeah. I don't meet with friends. I mean, I see my family, my close family and my kids, but that's about it. I'm still kind of waiting for the pandemic to go. Yeah. I did not even go to Israel last summer, which was That's what my la- yeah, my last question is gonna be what's the first thing you're gonna do when we're all released from COVID? <laughs> you're gonna go yes. to Israel? <laughs> I will go to Israel. I'm hoping yeah. to go this summer. Um we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Yeah. And here. Well, Mrs. Moss, Mrs. Adiz, well, it's so wonderful to talk to you. It's so nice to catch up with you. I really appreciate your time. And it's it's a thrill to get to dig a little bit deeper after that beautiful article about you on the front of the Israelite. And I want to thank you for giving us some time. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. It's my You're pleasure. Welcome. Okay. And that was a great interview with Adit. We're so glad she gave us her time. <laughs> Thank you.
And yeah. life, and even with this COVID, life has right. gone on. I mean, it sure has, you yeah. know, this is our wedding issue, this particular right, Israelite. Right, right. And so weddings have gone on. They've just been different. And but th- in the future, yeah. I think things are going to start to go back oh, to yeah. normal, yeah. Perf- you know, Definitely. beautiful. And, and so in this wedding issue, anyone who's thinking of having a wedding is going to be able to see all the new places that have come out since COVID where you can maybe have your wedding. And if you've been postponing it, now is the time to get those those places locked down. Like, for example, you've got this new Miami right. events, Little Miami Event Center that right, right. I've never heard about, which sounds it's like starting a starting up. Um, they're going to be opening, I believe, in August. Um, and so they're starting to have, like, reservations now. People are going to check it out. And if you are considering getting married, uh, you know, check check out the different advertisers that we have in the paper this week, or or your kids or grandkids or somebody you know is getting married. We do it once a year, and it's you know good for planning purposes. Um, it's a good time of year, especially yeah. if you're going to have. Now, the other thing I know is you have a brand new bakery. I've never heard of. Yes, Sweet we do. Butter Bakery, and yes, you said you yes. knew who the owners were. Who are the? So Cheryl Hecht, who I uh, worked with many many years. Um, Cheryl was the head of graphics and design at the the JCC for years and years and years. And she also did a a magazines for me and her son, Sam is married to, I don't, I, 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 it's in the email, but you know, my memory is kind of, you know, the first thing to go. So anyway, (laughs) this is his wife has started this bakery in uh, Wyoming. I think she, she cooks out of Wyoming or something like that. And uh, she's uh, she makes uh, rugula, mandelbrot, and brown butter brownies and other stuff too. I'm sure I'll have to go try that. I'll like, have to check. You it know, out. we ordered in again from Matt's Bakery. We and should we, talk about that a little bit. It is amazing. It's here in one day because you know I accidentally put the wrong date down. Yes, yes. And I called them up and I said, "Uh oh!" I said, uh, "There seems to be a problem." She goes, "No, you scheduled it for the wrong date." So they you you can order online right. and then it it's shipped then that and. So does someone deli- someone personally drives it down here? No, no, I believe it's UPS. Oh. I believe oh. they send it by oh. UPS as far as I oh. know, unless they drive down. Oh. I don't know, but you order one day and okay. the next day it's here, and all you have to have is a minimum of 35, and if you go through their list... There's lots you can find. Well, so we had we had the uh, the 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 uh, uh, and, and I also ordered. I got to tell you, I ordered the chocolate uh, rugelach. Oh, you got chocolate. Okay. Yes, we had them on Sunday brunch, and they were gone. The entire bag of chocolate rugelach. Yeah, they don't. Those things. Yeah, I can't eat chocolate, but I like cinnamon. Well, they have cinnamon ones yeah, as well. Too. So I ordered friend ordered another box. I no, asked you if you wanted any more. So no, I, ordered I, mo- I can't. I'm I ordered not, I, more. I, um, I ordered more rugelach, and I ordered some cookies, and it's nice because <laughs> it's also non dairy. So it's parv. Yeah, it's, it's parv. parv. So it's neutral. So you can yeah. have it with meat right after meat or with dairy. So um, I ordered the um, uh, the banana cake. You said was excellent. Oh, that is just it's it's that's I'd say one of their top items. Well, that's it's what really, she told us really, too. But that's yeah. oh yeah that they really it's moist and flavorful and chunk. It's kind of like chunky, you know. It's yeah. like chunky <laughs> and. Uh, but my sugar this morning was a little high because did you I, have had, bir- did I had some birthday cake. I was say, did you have Stephanie birthday made cake? some birthday cake, and uh, my sugar was like I had a piece of yesterday, and so my sugar was real high. So this what morning, did Stephanie so give you for <laughs> you other than other than birthday cake? What did you get for your birthday? Um, well, I've been informed <laughs> <laughs> that the towels I use in my so we have separate bathrooms. Good idea. <laughs> okay, and um, so my towels need to be updated because they are getting a little shredded, <laughs> uh, dingy, and dirty. And so I got some new towels. Okay, and then um, I'm a big fan of like TV series. You know, I like to watch mm-hmm. like 
the whole series. Like, you know, um, so we watched um, um, Game of Thrones. We just got the oh, whole series. Yeah, that's good. We watched um, Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We watched, um, what's the other one? Um, oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And okay. then, I've so, watched all of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I love those kind of series. Yeah. You, just, you get really into this, the whole thing, and you love the characters, and it's all that. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch the whole thing and wa- you know, like binge watch. So. Well, I hate to skip ahead, but i got to tell you, there's another series that you need to watch, which is Steisel. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll yeah, come back to that. So okay, so I'll watch. Okay, so you got to watch she Steisel. She got uh, me um, True Detective. Okay, I haven't seen that Okay, one. so that's Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, and okay. they're like detectives. And they go solving, you know, good, things and stuff actors, like that. And we yeah. also want, I forgot to say, Doc Martin. Okay, I haven't Doc seen Doc Martin is excellent. You, you'll okay. like, you'd like, he's this cranky doctor, like, he's like a cranky guy like me. Okay, and, from but Regin, he's, yeah. he's brilliant. Okay. And he's the, he's a really brilliant doctor. I mean, he's, he just picks up on stuff immediately and solves all these medical problems. It's, he's really a good doctor. Um, but so I got True Detective, and then I've also got another gift that I haven't opened yet. Um, that I'm waiting to open maybe maybe tonight or so and it's um, I need so I got the new CRV uh-huh. it's old, it's an older car but it's new to me and I wanted something for kayaking okay so you know for the racks rack. you have to have like little uh, these J things and then you put the thing on and you put the straps on and you do front and back and then so I wanted some kayak mm, uh, holders you know that you put on the roof. So I, then she got me those, so so I can go kayaking in the in the CRV. And kayaking will start um, like after Passover when I, I'm going fishing, and then I'm coming back, and then kayaking will start up. You know, I'm leading you and leading you and leading you yes, in, yes, and you still yes. haven't got. Have, did you get what? any other gifts for your birthday? Uh, well, I got something from Bella. Oh, there we go. Finally, <laughs> Bella. Bella. <laughs> Well, I got a Bella mask, which um, I'm talking to you about. We're going to have like a quilting bee. Well, if you need extra, I have a lot of those okay, custom-made so Bella, Bella masks. They were you're a big You're not going to need them in June. You're yeah. not going to need them in June. They were big So hits. we're going to have like a community-wide quilting bee like at the, at, like at the JCC. Get rid of your masks. At the, uh, at the you know, uh, like in the gym, we can have like a big tables set up and a yeah, very people, fun activity uh, everyone can sew a, a mask a co- on. and then we could hang it like at the jcc remember when this was covid and we can look at that and say you know we overcame that right and now we're moving on i think that's an I excellent idea we need to do that we need I, it we need to set I that think up we should set it up on the israelite a day a, when you drop a, off your mask and you can sew on your own mask right and then we, we turn it into the jcc or I, which is what or, or have it at the j like and, on a sunday with, like on a sunday have and, everybody show up and do like a mask and with know? the mask you also got a well, you got to get up to some kind of gift maybe we'll hand out like matt's uh, rugula yeah. <laughs> some rugula or something. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, I want you to design up an ad for the Well, it's like I talked to you in Israel. One of the things they did to get some of the young Orthodox right, young right. men in, and they, offer, they, they offered them uh, the... Cholent to cholent. go. Yeah, cholent to go, a package <laughs> a bag of cholent. A bag of cholent or a package of yeah, cholent. Yeah, a pint of cholent. So in the meantime, on the calendar, the Jewish calendar, we still yep. have a lot of virtual activities, one right. of which is a pre-Passover class on Zoom Seder with Rabbi okay. Benjamin Scheidel from Adith. 
And another is race, class, privilege, how Latino Jews uh-huh. navigate life in the United States from the Jewish Community Relations Council. Those both sound very interesting among some of the other ones that are now, interesting. On, on Thursday, March 18th, there is Steisel, your watch and discuss with rabbinic fellow Jason Cook at the Mayor's and JCC. I'm telling you, that is an incredible series. You need to watch that. Okay, well, can is it out like on Netflix? I think it's Netflix. Yeah, it's probably Netflix. Stephanie gets Netflix, so we'll order it on Netflix. We'll get it on Netflix. So then on page five, again, you're still looking for artwork from your mom. I've gotten a couple people have responded. Oh, good. Um, I've got two people have responded. So I'm still, anybody out there that knows of my mom's, and it says Josie on it. Yeah. She had paintings and pictures, and I want, you know, bring it back into the family. And And then uh, below that is about the Matt's Bakery. So if you want to find Matt's Bakery. Right. So that's really uh, a lot going on. And uh, and then into the news. We've got some okay. really good stories this week um, in the Israelite on both national and international right. stories. Jews in Cincinnati, Jews all over the world. Uh, but one of the ones I, w- I said I was really interested in is vaccinated Israelis soon to take a cruise um, to Greece and Cyprus. Yeah. As well as Israel begins to reopen. You know, they have with yes. millions of Israelis already vaccinated and the infection rate down. They're starting to open up and, and live their life, which is what we're also looking forward to here. Well, and we'll be doing that in Cincinnati, Ohio, soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough. Okay. Um, and then we get to our wedding issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to highlight some of the advertisers. You've got the Aline Company, which has been around forever in right. terms of tents and, and chairs. And I'm and, sure they've done well know. with the tents during COVID because people wanted yeah. the tents. I know that I remember right when things began, I walked by um, – Mark's Hot Bagels and YY had yeah. put up tents. So I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, have yeah. to believe they had a really good success. Okay. And so alterations of Springdale. So when you need alterations in terms then, of, you know, uh, uh, lengths and also for wedding dresses, taking it in, letting it out, or, you know, all this. So everything's perfectly done. And then They're on, excellent tailors. Right. And on page 12 is Frameworks. They've yep. just did all of our kids. You know, I, all my kids got married in one Tumors. year. And I finally had the pictures. I picked oh, out three okay. pictures from each of the weddings. It's Amazingly, they had three different photographers, okay. but I have three different uh, setups where they're almost the same pictures for each one, and okay. and Rick Granite does an amazing job. He does. Rick's really good. Really, really good, yeah. That's a shout-out to Rick. So, and then you've also got the Hilton, which is, uh, they are, they, it's, they have, co- I'm pretty sure it's kosher there, too. Yeah. And um, so, uh, we also wanted to shout-out to our um, couple of petite productions for uh, videography and video services. And Elizabeth Grace home for all your, you know, uh, sheets and, 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 you know, towels well, and pillowcases. Yeah, be- and, and they have beautiful baby they have stuff, beautiful too. stuff, too. Yeah, so yeah. if you're looking, cleaning out stuff and you want new sheets and stuff, and also they just have beautiful gifts. All so right. in the meantime, in our dining out. Well, um, wait a minute. We want to do uh, Boone County Distilling Company, okay. too. That's a new place. Oh, is that um, from the same, is that? That's a different place than the Little Miami. Oh, okay. So you got Little Miami and you've also got the a Boone County Distilling Company, which would, they just, I guess they have uh, like wines, uh, not wines, um, whiskeys and stuff like that. And they um, also have a hall that people want to go to and then have That's a, a tasting, tasting, and you can spend a I whole lo- day you know, there. I got to tell you, you know, before COVID, you, know, you get a wedding invitation at Barman's, so would be like, oh. 
you know, I mean, I know people, my friends especially, were like, oh, not another wedding. But, um, <laughs> you know, in the meantime, I have to tell you, we all have a new appreciation. When I right, cannot wait. To go to a I can't wait to get dressed up. I, you know, I'm going through my clothes. I haven't put on anything nice in like a, a year. year. And a half. Over a year. You know, and the a clothes half. are just sitting there waiting for me to put them About back on. I hope they fit. All right. So, also, we wanted to make uh, a shout out to Funky's Catering. You wonderful food. They they, they really they do. do, and they great. do also kosher too. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do it at the Pinecroft at Crosley Estate. I've been there, and then the transept. And, and they then, did it, uh, the view in Mount Adams. They also did my son's and daughter-in-law's wedding it? at the center in downtown okay, Cincinnati. And, and I was at a Zipkin wedding, and it was at the uh, what's the place Devu Park oh, where do, you overlooked the city. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. Um, they did one there too. It was the food was fan- the view was really nice. The, the food was excellent. Oh, and, and speaking uh, of your good friend Zippy, his partner, yes. his partner, Gary, Gary who's, you have the same birthday. No, I talked to Nora. Oh, we yeah. do not have the same birthday. Well, he birthday. is February 21st. Oh, and I'm February. Yeah, oh, so. I told okay, you we so. didn't have the same personality. Okay. We could have been born okay. under the same zodiac. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. So, again, our dining out is Canarit. And um, although they are not koshering their kitchen for Passover, you can yep. get a Passover meal if you don't want to keep kosher for, you know, if you're not keeping strictly kosher for Passover. Right, right, right. All right. So, so we wanted room. to make bring up the letter to the editor this week, which is by Daniel Minson. And uh, there is a uh, typo that we made in the letter, which will be in next week's edition, and it'll be fixed online. Okay. Um, because it says in here that they've reached their goal. They had a, a COVID campaign, mm-hmm. and they raised a, a quite a bit of funds, and, and that's been distributed. But it says in the article that they've reached their goal for the annual campaign, and, and they haven't. Okay. So that was our typo on our part. Okay. Um, that we have to fess up to and admit to, and so um, you know, and it's a it's a good organization. They're a great organization, and they serve this entire community, whether it's from you know Orthodox to non-Orthodox to anybody. It, you know, that's that's not it's it's irrelevant. They're all Jews. And they do a great job in serving this community. So we want to give a shout out to them. Very and good. please read her letter to the editor. Um, it's 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 very it's a heartwarming letter, and uh, I think it'll make you feel good about uh, giving for this year. So in today in Israeli history, yeah. um, there is an interesting uh, snippet in there on March fourteenth, nineteen seventy two. The Black Panthers steal milk. So Israel's Black Panthers who seek equality for Sephardi and Mizrahi Jews, steal crates of milk meant for wealthy Jerusalem neighborhoods and hand them out across poor neighborhoods to protest poverty. Eventually, the Black Panthers pay for the stolen milk. So, in the meantime, we had watched a TV series, right. uh, Barry and I, and there was a whole bunch of stuff about the Israeli Black Panthers. They huh. were seeking... It was very interesting. Huh. And if I had a chance to think harder, I could tell you what the name of the series was. But it was about... I believe the Yom Kippur War. Okay. And it was a, a, it was a short series, maybe five or six episodes total. Uh, it was very intense. Okay. Uh, and it they made it look they had some real video from that time, but then it was a story kind of made up about so, the the soldiers. But there was a large discussion, and I did not know about these Israeli Black Panthers right. that were I looking mean, for equality. You know, we know that there was Black Black Panthers, Panthers in, in America. States, but so how do they get to Israel? They must have picked up on the. Same right. 
same right, idea right, because right. in Israel there is the issues between Sephardic and and Mizrahi and Sephardic with the Ashkenazi Jews. There's been okay, okay. you know underlying prejudice. Okay, there okay. still is, and okay. you know the the rule of thumb I understand okay. is you get a Sephardi or Mizrahi wife with an Ashkenazi husband. That's the most successful marriage. <sighs> if you have a Sephardi husband or a Mizrahi husband with an Ashkenazi wife, forget it because the Ashkenazi wives are known for not doing as much as the Sephardic as far as being <sighs> yeah domesticated and subservient to their <sighs> husbands. Yeah, okay. the Ashkenazis were a little bit. Who, who would have known that? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Who yeah. would have thunk it? So okay. anyway, we're on from the pages, right, and I right, want to go right. back to something that we talked about a long time ago before okay. uh, your mother passed away. Right. We had an, an, a snippet uh, a month ago. Uh, it said T4, Thomas Heldman, 3896 Reading Road, is attending the Army University Center, Oahu, Hawaii, where he is studying a accounting. Right, so right. we didn't know what T4 meant. Right. So I had a chance to look it up. It means technical fourth grade. Um, abbreviated as T4, it was one of the three United States Army technician ranks established on January 8, 1942, during World War II. Huh. Those who held this rank were often addressed as sergeant technicians. Sergeants. Right. Technicians possessed specialized skills that were rewarded with a higher pay grade. Okay. So, so that's, I believe that's, uh, so my, this is my fr- best, one of my good friend's father, and that's uh, Tim Heldman, the accountant, and Andy Heldman, and then Kenny Heldman. Right. And that was their father, Tom. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what you yeah. said. Yeah, so yeah. this is, um, I wanted to go back and we had oh, That's good about to that. follow through. You know, we always like to circle back in what we're talking about. We always circle we back, back, don't we? So yeah, and the other thing that we talked about in previous issues that we were going to get back to was right. the, J, the J screen that I did. Remember? Okay, okay, I, we were going to, okay. So, so you, I actually taped okay. myself opening up the J screen um, package. So okay. you open it up and you get an email from J screen that tells you do not sign up for this one section that comes because J screen actually buys their kits from another agency. I believe it's out in California okay. and you get it from them and you open it up and J screen must be following the post office it okay. arriving at your house. And they said, you know, do not do this, do this. And so okay. you open up the package okay. and there's a huge tube and it takes about 10 minutes to spit into this tube. You have to put that much. Oh, in? there's a lot of spit. I mean, it's like, it's, oh I'd say it's like, I'd Four or five inches of spit. Well, you know, so and that would be how many mil? That's milliliters. I don't know. So there's millimeters and milliliters. Yes. And it's a milliliter. Right. Full so, of, of full of fluid. So it does take a long time. Okay. And also you can't Like a big eat. syringe. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big syringe. Okay. Okay. So you can't eat or drink okay. for an hour before that. Okay. So I spit into it. I sent it in. And then you get a message that it's in the mail. And also, if you don't mail it in fast enough. They also send you messages. You haven't mailed it in. Yeah, yeah. They do bug you. You have to hermetically seal this so it's sealed it up. Yeah, they have a a lock. So it doesn't leak out and all that kind of stuff. Right. They have it it all taped up and you send it in. So you send it in. Then you get another message that it's arrived. Okay. So then you get another message that they have your results. So I did get my results and I do not show any genetic predisposition to cancer. So be very happy. Thank God. And uh, that was nice to know. And we're waiting on Barry's results. So I want to tell everyone it's a really easy process. You have to have a lot of spit though. So get that spit going if you want to do it. And I recommend (laughs) it. How do you do that? You suck in your cheeks. You suck in your your cheeks and spit. And I got to tell you, J screen is great about communicating with you, getting back to you, answering you. It's, um, how do they 
genetically test you for like taste sacks and gauchets and Crohn's I, and this and that. And I didn't that. get any. I must not have had anything. I mean, okay, but I believe okay. that's a different test. That's okay. the that's the one they do for younger people who are okay. trying to get pregnant. But the okay. cancer one was for the old. It was Amnor, the older okay. people. So. Okay. And we're waiting on berries, and okay. uh, we'll see. But okay. anyway, we are now back to page 18 right, and from right, the pages. Right. And again, we have our Samuel Brule, who's yep. such a prolific writer. All right. So in the beginning, 1854, the Israelitish, Israelitish Institutions of Cincinnati by Samuel Brule. This praiseworthy institution depends entirely upon the yearly subscription of its members. <laughs> Hence, the distribution frequently exceeds the income the con- conductors have frequently been compelled to get up a ball or a concert in aid of its funds. Is he talking about the Israelites? It sounds like it. It's not, yeah, it sounds like they're talking about that in order the, to have they, this the newspaper. Israelites used to have like a ball or a concert or, <laughs> or an aid to, to get some funds or something. Well, you know, and, and, and maybe you can think of something like that with the masks. <laughs> Donate your mask. and. No, we're going to have like a mask, uh, a mass. Drop ma- off. No, no, we're going to have like a, we're going to have like a, a quilting bee. Okay. You got to have. Quilting bee. Let's get that We organized. need to work on a quilting bee. So in the meantime, 150 years ago, we have David Heidelbach. Now I did do, I'm going to read this out real quickly okay. and then I'm going to talk about what I found out. So he died on Saturday, the 11th. It says inst. I don't know what that means. At eight and a half o'clock. So I don't know how why they taped it that way. But in the evening, at the ripe age of eighty-eight years old, Mr. David Heidelbach, the deceased, was the father of the following well-known and esteemed gentlemen: Mr. Philip Nathan Moses and Max Heidelbach. Mm. The old sire was beloved by all who knew him. Peace to his ashes. So in the meantime, the story goes that the sons came first to the Cincinnati: Uh Max, Philip, Nathan. Um. And they were all living in Prussia previous to the, to this, and they were associated with Season Good and Company. It was um, uh, Heidelbach's were associated with. The they season. they sold bonds and stocks. Was it, I think they were like sold bonds or like uh, they were well, financial. It, I instance. think in, in, initially they were dry goods, and then it probably okay. went into that. Okay. So he okay. came over. Okay. F- Later on, his wife okay. passed away, and his sons brought him over. Okay. Um, he actually had six sons and four daughters. And they didn't all live. These are the oh. sons that did live. Oh. Um, he came here. He was initially a teacher, and then he went into business. Oh. And interestingly, he he was very much loved here. He had become a member of the B'nai Israel synagogue, and he was a big philanthropist once he arrived in Cincinnati. So he was a very happy man while he was and very loved. And there are there were generations that came in, of course, with all those sons and daughters. There were generations that came in afterwards. And I'd like to find out if there's any that are still living in Cincinnati. Heidelbach? I haven't heard Heidel- the name Heidelbach. And it, interestingly, the spelling in Cincinnati was with an H at the end instead of a K. So Heidelbach. Heidelbach. Um, but... Um, Maybe it's been Americanized. It's maybe Heidel or something. Or I don't know. But in the meantime, he also had, there was a relative of his name, Seward, S-E-W-A-R, who went missing around 1907. Okay. He had, was having lunch with someone and right. turned around and never came back. He said he was going across the street to pick up something. Ended up, he got on a boat and went to Europe. What? And claimed he had a brain issue or a heart issue, and then what? his wife had to come and retrieve him and at the port. And huh. yeah, very interesting. So if you huh. go back and look at the history from 1907, there's an article in the New York Times about a Cincinnati businessman named huh. Seward Heidelbach who went missing, and they huh. even had Pinkertons at that time <laughs> were like private investigators right, they, looking uh, for right, him right. because he just disappeared. Interestingly, weird. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, why don't you do the ladies' column? So the ladies' column is also pretty funny this week. 125 years ago, the ladies' column, the dressing table, wrinkles. Those fell destroyers of women's beauty are frequently originated in sleeping, the position of the head and face being to blame. Now, I have actually heard that from a plastic surgeon, not to sleep on the side of your face because it squeezes your face. It's hard, though, to sleep on your back the whole time. It is difficult... Nay, impossible to regulate one's sleeping position. But when a person is fully awake, care should be taken to avoid frowning or contorting the face in any manner which would leave telltale marks. Extremes of heat and cold are conducive to wrinkles. Cold cracks the skin and heat withers and dries up the natural oil and makes it dry and colorless. Apartments should be kept at a moderate temperature in order to ensure health and beauty. In washing the face, soap should seldom be used. The brand bag sufficing for all purposes of cleanliness. There is nothing better than the simple cornmeal, not too finely ground. It cleanses the pores of the skin thoroughly and leaves it soft and satiny. Cornmeal or brand bags are easily made and are much less expensive than the bought ones. Huh. Some brand or cornmeal with shaved Castile soap and a little orris root, which is iris. It's iris root. It's yeah. really uh, orris is, is, comes from iris are the necessary ingredients. They should be sewed in a cheesecloth bag and rubbed on the face and hands each time they are washed. So that's March 12, 1896. Well, I see you can go to the store and the, and the market and see cornmeal in those little, like, like a round cylinder right, thing. Right, I with made the... cornmeal muffins yesterday. Yep, still get them that way. <laughs> cornmeal. Yep. Well, now you can use it to, like, you know, wash, wipe my face. wash your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, who would have thought of that, too? Well, back then they also used baking soda to brush their teeth. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they would dip it the water, and, they and then the, they'd put right. the baking soda, and then and then brush your teeth with the baking and it's soda. And deodorant. And I think I've seen when I was younger, I've seen people doing that maybe at camp or something. And then also, as for deodorant, they had these stones. I forget what the pumice. Sto- no, some sort of a um, uh, some sort of a stone right. that they run rub under their arms to help for the deodorant. So they did a lot of homeopathic and natural ways before we had... We need to bring back that... We need to find out what that stone is and bring right. it back. And, and we, said, American Israelite will sell those stones right out of the front door of the American Israelite for everybody that needs <laughs> some, some new deodorant or something. Um, yeah, right. I will find out what the name of that stone is. All right, so 75 years ago, Jeffrey L. Lazarus is general chairman of the 1946 Cincinnati... Jewish Emergency Fund and Welfare Fund campaign. It was announced this week. The goal is $701,000. So Jeff Lazarus is the father of one of my best buddies, who's Bill Lazarus, who's married to Sarah. And uh, this is his father. And uh, he passed away a few years ago, but uh, Bill's still around. And... um, this was his dad was the chairman of this, which uh, is so, kind of so interesting. This, so the goal is seven hundred and one thousand. Now it's ten times. I'm that. gonna say, what was it? What's the goal that they didn't meet that we were supposed that you're redoing that article for? Do you know? five, maybe five, six million. So you imagine know. it's about ten times so that now. Yeah, so seventy five years ago, and well, now. the dollar is worth probably a little bit less. I mean, it's all relative. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. interesting because I was looking at some children's clothes and. You know, I remember thinking when I was younger that $35 was so much for a child's outfit. And, and nowadays, you know. How much is it? Well, it's, it's about 30 but but 34 years ago, I thought when I would see clothes that were $35, I thought, oh, who would spend $35 on 
And nowadays, it's like seven or eight dollars for like a pair of pants or a shirt. Back then, back yeah. then. yeah, yeah. But yeah. now, thirty-four dollars for a baby's outfit is almost, you know, a go vault. Yeah, a yeah. go vault. Wait a minute, we got one something for that here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so there's a, a number of weddings. There's one that's uh, and fifty yep. years ago, Rabbi and Mrs. Elia Moshe she. Shigal of New York announced the marriage of their daughter Cheyenne Miriam to Rabbi Mendy Greenfield, son of Rabbi and Mrs. Bernard Greenfield of the city, on February 9th at the Aprian Manor in Brooklyn. So interestingly, both of these, so the, the Rabbi Greenfield is from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, the other people are from New York. Interesting. I mean, the names are very Jewish. I wonder if it yeah. was a religious wedding 50 years ago and where those people are now. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and you said that the bar mitzvah of Mitchell Paris, he was a photographer in town. I, well, Ivan, I'm pretty sure, was Ivan Paris the photographer. Okay. And his son. Okay, so I'll, re, I'll do this one. So, Mr. and Mrs. Ivan Paris, 220 Compton Ridge Drive, cordially invite family and friends to attend services. And the Kiddish, now that's really highlighted. Kiddish. Yeah. There's going to be a Kiddish, which will follow the bar mitzvah of their son, Mitchell Friday, March 12 at 8.15 at Temple Shalom, Long Meadow Lane at Ridge Road. So if it says Kiddish, that means you can go there and get a kid. Yeah, you can go. Well, yeah. People used to call up and see, is there there a bar mitzvah (laughs) this week so I can come and get the Kiddish? Yes, they would go just because of the Kiddish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you want to do 25 years ago? Well, 25 years ago, uh, the Cincinnati chapter of Hadassah will hold an annual donor luncheon on Wednesday, March 20th. The luncheon will be at Adath Israel. That's when Hadassah had these huge, oh, huge right, right, luncheons. Right, right. Yeah, because at 25 years ago, there weren't as many young women who were working. All of us that were young at that point were able to attend things. So the, also, uh, the Judaic Studies Program at the University oh, yeah, of Cincinnati very interesting. announced that the 19th annual Rabbi Lois Feinberg Memorial Lecture the speaker will be Professor Ada Rappaport Albert, who will present the Dread Hasidim. No, the Dead Hasidim. The dead, sorry. <laughs> the Dead, the dead Hasidim. Hasidim. The Rehabilitation of a Hasidic Circle Following the Death of its Messianic Leader. So, that, so that's interesting. <laughs> they were talking probably one of this the main. About Rebbe, the Rebbe. Yeah, the, he passed away. And, uh, it hasn't been 25 years ago, though, has I it? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. You need to check into that. Yeah. All right. So 10 years ago on Friday, March 18th yeah. at 6.30. So they're having a, a thing on a Friday night. Join Jewish single friends or make some new ones for a Shabbat dinner and socializing event at Slab's Pub in Blue Ash. And I guess that was before access with Pam. Or right, dur- right around that Or maybe same it time. was access with yeah. Pam. Yeah, that might have been access. So that was right around that same time. And then time. what I had mentioned before, the Steisel right, season, right, right. you've this is got on, to um, watch it. It's Jews so good. In, right, the Jews in the News page on page 19. So what it's about. What is it about? Okay, yeah. so it's about an Orthodox young man. Okay. And he's a very cute guy, but he can't seem to find a wife. And yeah. his father wants him to be a teacher. The father is a principal of a, of a day school, and he wants him to be a teacher like him. But the boy is an artist an amazing artist oh. and he has a hard time saying no to his dad and not only no to his dad wanting to be the artist which he has gets a following and he could sell his art but also no to his dad for them trying to fix him up uh, he wants to oh. pick his own wife and he had picked out a, at one point a beautiful woman and he was talked out of out of marrying her 
Uh, by the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a very good, well, that's, that and the acting it, is. It happens. It does happen. And the acting is amazing. And Shira Haas, who's on there below, she's okay. also in the series. Okay. Um, she's his sis. She's, I believe, one of his sisters. Right. And um, yeah, she's an uh, she's an amazing actress. So it looks like the the father. I think is that's the father we're looking at his pass, and he's got a beard and pass in that yes. photo. And there's the young man, the artist. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. So why doesn't he become? Like my mom, an art teacher. Mm, that's true too. Yeah, but I, I think be an art teacher. My mom was a great, and she was an artist on the side. You know, that was she. That was her. Her, you know, she did that uh, in her part time. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so um, we have foodie fun this week. Well, she's got a, a great one: yeah, Anita yeah. Finkel's meatballs and weenies. Okay. And then chocolate pate. Yeah. That and then toasted matzo fireful croutons. They all sound great. She's got great, great, great recipes. Yeah. She does know what she's talking about. And yeah. people really like follow. They like following her, too. Yeah. The, the, the meatballs is a very similar recipe to what I do where I use the veggie meat. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So uh, we move on to death notices. Uh, so death notices are Sylvia M. Walsh passed away on March 7th, my birthday. And that would have been, it was, uh, wait a minute. It was a couple, sorry, <laughs> Sunday. All right, let's start that over. Cut that out. Ready? Death notices. Sylvia Walsh, uh, Sylvia M. Walsh, March 7th, 2021, 23 Adar, Adar, 5781. Uh, Stephen J. Brenner, age 78, March 3rd, 2021, the 19th of Adar, 5781. Terry Spurl, uh, Nee Mizell. Age 69, March 3rd, 2021, 19, Adar, 5781. Barbara Marsha Suter, Sutter, Nee Goldman, age 81, March 3rd, 2021, 19th of Adar, 5781. Rhea Swillinger, Nee Attenberg, uh, age 94, March 2nd, 2021, 18, Adar, 5781. And Gloria Cantor, age 86, February 28th. 2021, the 17th of Adar, 5781. May all of their memories be for a blessing. blessing. So Super Sunday is coming up on Sunday, April 17th from 7.30 a.m. to 12 noon. And don't forget, if you want to put a greeting in the Israelite, the deadline is coming up next, not this Friday, but next Friday. Right, for Pesach. Yeah, Pesach. So Super Sunday's coming up, and it's virtual this year. But I think next year it'll probably be live and in person. And then uh, Passover issue is coming up. And uh, we're all looking forward to Pesach this year, I think. And then the end of Pesach, and then the end of this virus. Right. And getting back to normal. So uh, that wraps up our show for this week. Yes, and we want to thank Adit Moss for giving us time. Yes, yes, yes. we look forward to having uh, her one day live on the show. Yeah. And... uh, And and we want to wish everyone a wonderful week, a good week. And next week we have our guest, Dr. Ken Mangus, when we talk about spring and rebirth and feeling good and mental health, as well as a taped interview with Jay Schiffman that we did a while back. Yeah, until after Sloshin. Right. um, Also on mental health and addiction. So great great episode coming up as well. We look forward to being with you then. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. It's like I'm on this
Just sell her love